What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I am your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I am joined by a very special guest, Mercyhurst freshman Grace Nellis joins the podcast today. We talk about many things throughout this episode. We talk about her first year in college hockey and what that experience was like for herself. We talked about her days with Stony Creek and how that prepared her for college hockey with Mercyhurst. And we also talk about winning the silver medal in the U18 World Championships. So it was an overall great conversation I had with Grace. However, before we get to the interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at College Hockey Talk. Also follow our Spotify account and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow and helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. You can watch this episode as well on our YouTube channel, and make sure you subscribe and like those videos. I would appreciate that as well. However, let's not waste any more time. Here is the interview with Grace. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode, I'm joined by Mercyhurst freshman Grace Nellis. Welcome to the podcast, Grace, and how's everything going? Hi, yeah, um, everything's going pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Now, obviously, this year's college hockey season was different compared to other seasons in the past. What were some of the challenges you had to experience, and how did you overcome some of those challenges you had to experience this year? Um, yeah, well, even just going back to the summer, it was kind of hard to train uh, before coming to uh, university, so that was... I guess kind of stressful not be being able to be um, necessarily in the gym 24-7 as much as like you'd want to um, and on the ice as much as you'd want to but um, yeah you just kind of had to to work it out and yeah coming here it was it was stressful at times with uh, the whole pandemic um, but I think our team and the NCAA just in general did a really good job and just kind of uh, making sure that we were all safe so yeah, and you had to deal with a lot of schedule changes throughout this year. What was the key for maintaining maintaining flexibility for this season, especially since uh, early on, earlier on in the season you were dealing with a lot of postponements to your schedule? Yeah, that was definitely difficult. Um, but I think just we were so excited that we were able to practice, let alone play, because some teams didn't have the chance to even do that. So, um, yeah, we, we just took – every chance we got to, to go on the ice, whether that was practice or um, whether it was a game and just to, I guess, do our best and, uh, and yeah, just, just kind of play hockey, the sport that we love. So it was, it was good. Yeah. Now I want to start off talking about the CHA playoffs. You were just in, uh, you lost to Robert Morris. Uh, talk about that game and what did you take away from it? Especially since you lost in overtime. Yeah, it was, it was, um sad I guess uh disappointing uh we you know we, we have a really great group of girls um on and off the ice and obviously we wanted to do bigger and better things this year but um but yeah we we played we played a really hard game um obviously not the outcome that we wanted but we did you know really work hard as a team um all year let alone that game and it's it's just too bad that that was the deciding factor of our season, unfortunately. But I, I know we're really looking forward to next year, and I, I know we got big things planned. And and yeah, that's I guess just just the start. So yeah. 
Now, how was playoff hockey different from regular season hockey in your experience? Um, so, yeah, so this was my first ever, like, CHA um, playoff experience, and it was it was awesome. The fact that it was, like, in Erie as well was, was really cool. Um, yeah, just in general, it was, um, I guess – obviously high com- uh, compete level and, and everything. So it was, it was awesome. Our, our whole team was, was really um, stoked about it. So it's, it was good. Was it nice having the playoffs in Erie close to your campus? And did that give you guys some advantage in some way? Yeah, well, we were obviously very, very excited that it was like 10 minutes down the road and uh, we got to practice there, um, I guess, just like all the other teams. But it was, it was just pretty special um, knowing that, that we would be playing uh, for people uh, that were cheering us on in Erie. Uh, so it, it was it was very special, actually. Yeah, it was cool. Now, when you look back on this past year, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed of the game, or was it kind of the mental side of the game, making quicker decisions with the puck? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely faster just in general. Um, like, plays are a lot faster. Obviously, just the speed of the game is – is a lot quicker too. Um, I I would also say just the physicality of it all um, as well. Uh, there there are like older girls obviously in in the league, so um, I I love it. Like I, I love playing physical, so I I was all in for it. But I definitely noticed the difference uh, in that area as well. Now, what was the transition like coming in from juniors to college hockey, especially since this was a year that many of your upperclassmen didn't experience? So how did you try to adjust to that? Um, yeah, I, I guess I just kind of dove in, I guess. Like I, I just, I, I wanted, uh, to, to play obviously a, a lot, uh, this, this year and with COVID, we weren't sure if that was going to happen, but, um, we were just happy that it did, I guess. And, uh, I guess I just kind of, I, I just was excited to, to play and finally get on and, uh, Yeah. I guess I was just training hard in, in the summer. Now, what was the biggest improvement you made to your game this year compared to last year with Stony Creek? Um, I would say probably like just working on my speed and, and stuff like that. Uh, it is a lot quicker, like we were talking about before. Um, so I think, I think although my speed is one of my strengths, I guess you could say, I always find that it being faster is is something that I, I always want to improve on. So. Yeah, what did you do during the offseason to improve on your speed, especially since ice time was very limited and since a lot of gyms were closed as well? Yeah, so it was actually kind of cool to work out outside. Um, and I did a lot of sprints and fast feet and like agility, things like that. Um, I actually got rollerblades this summer, which was really cool. And, yeah, and me and Sarah, uh, my sister at home, uh, we would always like go out and stick handle and like work on, I guess, quick starts and, and things like that. So that, that was, that was really nice to be outside, I guess, kind of be forced to be outside without the gyms necessarily being open all the time. So it was, it was nice. I kind of liked it actually. Yeah. And how did you adjust to the rollerblades, especially since it's hard to stop and make quick turns? Yeah, not gonna lie. The first time uh, I I went to stop, like I was on the ice, totally forgot about it just because they are so similar to skating, um, but definitely not stopping. And I fell so hard and I, it was, it was bad, but I don't think anyone saw it other than Sarah. So that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, 
your team had a really good freshman class this year. Talk about the impact that your class had on the team and just how important it was, especially players like yourself, Sarah Boucher, Mary Cromer, Jersey Phillips, and Kalista Rowbottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought our freshman class did a really, really good job this year. Um, kind of on and off the ice, like we're really hard workers, uh, I guess, in the classroom and also on the ice and in the weight room. Um, and I think coming into a program uh, with such great upperclassmen as well really pushed us to you know want to be out there want to make a want to make a difference and contribute to the team as much as we could and yeah I think I think we did a really good job um doing that this year which was which was good now was it weird not playing in front of any fans and was that an adjustment for yourself yeah it was definitely it was something to get used to I guess um I think our team tried to make the most like energetic atmosphere as we could um just cheering on the bench and stuff like that I yeah it it was it was better once we got used to it like it 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 definitely could have been worse it, I'm just glad we got to play I guess yeah talk about that energy you guys try to bring brought on the bench because we're watching some of your games this year whenever there was a block shot or a nice play you guys went crazy in the bench is that something you guys try to work on during games uh, we definitely focused on um, trying to keep the energy up on the bench no matter what, like little plays, because the little plays are kind of what count um, the, the most, I think. Um, and I think our team really bought into, let's say, someone blocked a shot. Like, that's, that's a big play, and, and it might be small in someone else's books, but um, our, our team really liked to celebrate the little things. And I think that was – a huge momentum push in a lot of our games as well uh, when when we did bring the energy up on the bench. So I think it was good for us. Now, something else that was introduced to college hockey this year was three and three overtime. What was that like for yourself being an offensive player and having more space on the ice and having more opportunities to have offensive chances? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that is very uh, good for offensive players. Um, I know we won in overtime. Uh, uh, on with with three on three, and I, I remember Pinto uh, grabbed the puck and and came down, scored on a breakaway. Like she's got incredible speed too, so it's it's um it's it's good for for offensive players, one hundred percent. It's very exciting out there, yeah. Yeah, and talking to other college hockey players, they were telling me how you have to be more defensively minded during those three and three overtime situations because if you make one little defensive mistake, it can cause an odd man rush. Is that something you noticed when you were in those situations? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, I guess a a lot of pressure when you're out there, but, um, I think our team really, um, I guess stood up, up to the pressure. We, we were excited about it. Uh, we practiced three on three a lot. So, um, we, we were excited to finally, I guess, put it into play. And I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career. You're from St. Anne's, Ontario. Uh, how'd you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? Yeah, um, I guess I was pretty young. I was, uh, I think I was four. Um, My sister, uh, Sarah, she played before me and I just remember watching and I just like, I wanted to be out there with her and competing against her, uh, playing with her, like, however I could get out there um, and just kind of be with her. I just wanted to do what she was doing. So um, yeah, I I guess that's, that's kind of how I started. Now, who was your favorite player growing up? Um, growing up, probably Sidney Crosby. Um, yeah, probably Sidney Crosby. 
Yeah, was it because of the goal he scored in the Olympics? Did that kind of inspire you to start playing hockey even more or always pursuing it? Uh, yeah, definitely uh, any any of the goals that he scores are pretty cool. But that one, that one's obviously very special uh, with being a Canadian. And um, yeah, that I, I remember that we were sitting in our living room and we were just going nuts. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. That's something I'll remember for a while for sure. Now, what was your reaction when he tried to attempt the Michigan later this year or earlier on this year in the NHL? Yeah, honestly, he's, I feel like he's a player that just pushes boundaries all the time. And I think it's awesome that he, tried it I'm sure he'll <laughs> get it the next time like he's he's awesome he's yeah he's great now before Mercyhurst you played for the Stony Creek Sabres how did you get the opportunity to play with that organization um yeah so I played boys hockey before um I played a year um in St. Catharines which is a, a a town close to me as well um and then yeah, I, I guess I went to Stony Creek. Uh, my sister was there, um, and then I, I stayed there all throughout my my minor hockey career, mostly um, up to junior. So, so yeah, it was. I, I was glad I, I made I made the choice to go there. It's it's a great organization for sure. Now in Stony Creek, you played with many wonderful players, and some of your players that you played with Stony Creek are now your teammates with Mercyhurst. How did playing with those type of players help your development in hockey? Um. Yeah, uh, I guess just even with Sarah uh, playing up with her or playing um, or watching Vasco or uh, Marmon um, was was really inspiring. And um, and I, I remember watching uh, Korzak as well, uh, like just flying down the wing and like just just wanting to be either playing with them or, you know, wanting to play like them and, and even just getting the chance to play with them now um, as, as a senior class is, is really, um, is really cool, I guess, uh, looking up to them when you were younger. Now, what was your favorite memory you've ever had with Stony Creek? Um, hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if I have like a single favorite one, to be honest. Uh, I have a lot, but I think just like the friendships that I made there are just like lifelong, like family friendships, like uh, obviously people that I play with even here. Um, I, I feel like we'll be friends for, <laughs> for a really long time. So I think it, it just, you know, created a really family environment. So it was, it was really nice. Now, how did your time in Stony Creek help prepare you for college hockey? Um, I would say just in general, uh, just how they pushed you to be the best that you can be. Um, and I think if, if you ever needed help with anything, they were there for you um, on, on or off the ice. So, so that, that was really great. Um, and, and yeah, just, I, I think just pushing you to, to just be the best that you can be all the time um, was, was something that I'll, that I've brought here, I guess. Now, you put, also played for Team Canada in last year's World Championships. What was it like getting the opportunity to represent your country in that tournament? Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, it's, it's a complete honor. Um, I, was, I was super grateful for it. Um, I guess I worked extremely hard uh, to, to get there. And, and when, when I was there, it was, um, it, it was an honor. It was, it was super fun um, to play with girls that I never played with uh, across the country. So, so it was, it was great to make friendships there and, and obviously play really great hockey. Um, it was, yeah, something I'll never, ever forget. <laughs> yeah. And what was the selection process like for making that team? 
Um, yeah, it, it was, um, it was a, a big process, I guess. Um, there's the, the August camp in Calgary, um, and then there's the three on, uh, the, the three game series, sorry, against uh, the, the US um, right after that. And then uh, in November, they select the Worlds team, um, and then Worlds was in December this year. So it's, it's a long process, but it's, it's so exciting and obviously, Obviously, it's nerve-wracking, but um, I guess you just gotta you just gotta believe in yourself and and just just keep um, you know working hard throughout the season uh, to to make it where where you want to be um, in December, I guess. So. Yeah, where were you when you found out you made the team? What was your reaction? Yeah, I was at home. Um, I think I just finished dinner. We were just kind of cleaning up, and yeah, I I got a phone call, and I was yeah, I was just I was super excited. I I I couldn't couldn't wait. I wanted to start packing right then and there, go on the ice. I, I was, yeah, lost for words. It was awesome. Yeah. Now talk about what it was like playing hockey in Slovakia and what was the coolest thing you got to do when you were down there? Yeah. Um, probably the coolest thing was just like walking, walking into the rink with like, um, my team. It, it was just, I, I guess, kind of a surreal moment. Um, uh, we worked really hard, uh, before the, the tournament, um, and just just walking in and, and knowing that that's where you were going to be, you know, playing awesome teams and, and being an awesome team. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was just super, super exciting to to just be there <laughs> with with everybody, I guess. Um, uh, we, we did some sightseeing. Uh, it was during Christmas that we went. So uh, I guess the culture there was um, really really cool um yeah with with all like the christmas shops open and and yeah we we traveled there with uh with a couple of our teammates and stuff like that so it was it was really really fun now you won a silver medal in that tournament what does that medal mean to you and talk about what you learned during your experience in that tournament yeah um that silver medal like obviously it's it's awesome and um something that i'll cherish forever it's just that whole experience um is is something that like i'll i'll never ever forget um but yeah just just in general um that that experience was you know very very exciting and and i i hope to be there again and uh yeah now talk about your recruitment process and what made you want to go to mercyhurst and when did mercyhurst come on your radar during your recruitment process um, yeah, so I, I guess visited a couple schools. Um, Mercier's was one of them. I loved the campus. Uh, Sarah was already committed here, my sister. And I just knew kind of in my heart that I wanted to, to be with her um, for as long as I could playing hockey. So um, that was that was a big part of it. But also I knew that uh, coming here would, you know, give me great opportunities on the ice and uh, uh, in school so it, it just seemed like an overall really good fit so yeah now what's it like to play under coach Mike Sisti and what have you learned under him so far yeah um coach is coach is awesome he uh he's he's obviously very experienced in in his hockey he's he's won uh like 500 games he won this season so um that that's a huge accomplishment and um just being a part of you know a couple of those wins even um is is um is awesome so yeah he's he's great uh he teaches us 
um, to, to just stay together and be all in. Um, and, and yeah, he, he's, he's a good, he's, he's a great coach and, and it's, um, it's, it's been a good first uh, year as well uh, under, under his coaching. So it's, it's been awesome. Yeah. Was it cool as a player to see him witness or witness him winning his 500th game? Cause that's amazing accomplishment. I think there's only two coaches right now in college hockey. Mm -hmm. who have that. Yeah, it's, it's a huge accomplishment. I, we all, uh, uh, celebrated when he came in the room we like surprised him and cheered and everything there there wasn't a whole bunch that we could have done with COVID I guess I think we wanted to do more but we tried to make it as special as we could to say congrats and um yeah it's it's huge uh, we're, we're really proud of him it's it's great now what's it like to play in the CHA and just the competition you face every night because it's obviously a smaller conference compared to other conferences in college hockey yeah um Every game you got to be on, um, I guess you have your rivalries, but, you know, every night is a different night, um, uh, you know, a potentially different outcome. So I, I think each game, let alone each year, is going to be different. So, um, yeah, I guess just bearing down and focusing on one game at a time, um, no matter who it is, is really important in uh, the CHA for sure. Now, how have you balanced academics and hockey at such an elite level? And how has online school been like for yourself? Um, yeah, balancing it is um, tricky at some sometimes, I guess. But uh, it's it's definitely something that um, I'm used to, I guess, with even just playing minor hockey. And um, yeah, I I wouldn't say it's it's definitely doable for sure. So um, balancing it is, is just something that student athletes just have to, to learn to love, I guess. Um, and I, I really enjoy school. I, I enjoy learning. So um, I, I guess I just enjoy being organized and trying to balance it all. Yeah. I heard Mercyhurst is doing like a hybrid type learning. Um, how's Zoom and how's it trying to balance the hybrid learning versus like the Zoom learning, I guess. Yeah, I would definitely prefer to be in class. Of course, I, I think a lot of uh, students would be. Um, but online, I guess I've gotten used to it. Um, I, there's benefits to it even um, with it being online. So, um, yeah, it's it, it could be worse. <laughs> we could not be here. So that's just what I keep thinking. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely prefer in-person learning just because I think you get um, more out of a class when you're in person because you have that face-to-face -face interaction with your professor. Mm -hmm. However, talking to other student athletes, they were saying how online school has actually made it easier to balance their schedule because you can just go to class and just not have to go to different um, parts of campus. Yeah, I our campus isn't very big, I guess you could say, and a lot of my classes are in one building just like in the science building, I guess you could say. So I haven't found it too big of a difference, but definitely I, I would understand um, students on like a bigger campus. That, that would definitely make sense for sure. The only thing I don't like about Zoom is the breakout rooms they occasionally put you in just because it's super awkward. No one has their mic microphones on and it's hard to get work. It's hard to get work done. Is that something you've realized or am I just the only one? Yeah, definitely in certain classes, it's it's nice to be lucky enough to go in like a breakout room with like one of your teammates or one of your friends that like you kind of know around campus because then it's like less awkward but I don't know someone's got to break the silence so you just kind of <laughs> unmute and <laughs> go from there yeah no I agree that's just super awkward you know especially when no one talks and you just wait like for five minutes and then it's like all right I guess I have to talk just so we can get something done 
I know it's it is very weird for sure. Now I want to ask you about some of the teammates you get to play with. The first one, Alexa Vasco. Uh, what's she like as a teammate, both on and off the ice? And talk about the leadership she's brought to your team this year. Yeah, um, her as a leader is incredible. Like on and off the ice, she works so so hard, um, and yeah, just just as a person, even she's she's a great. Uh, teammate great person um, and yeah coming in here um, she's she's really led the way for I think our, our whole team but obviously our freshman class as well um, and just kind of showing us what the standard is and, and what we need to you know work towards because she's she's great yeah she's she's an amazing leader for sure now you also get to play with Sarah Boucher what's she like as a teammate and talk about the offensive ability she has because she scored so many goals this year it was, mm-hmm. it was crazy yeah, no, I'm super proud of Boosh. She, uh, she's really, uh, you know, found her way, um, which, which is awesome. She's, she's got a wicked shot, super hard shot. Um, uh, yeah, she's super talented. Uh, she's one of my closest friends here, um, and she's also a great person. So uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome to have her as a teammate. Now, she played with Oakville. Uh, were Oakville and Stony Creek rivals, and is it kind of cool being her teammate now after being rivals and juniors? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think in the PW, uh, we kind of had a lot of rivals. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I would say probably Oakville was, was one of our biggest competitors. And um, I, I grew up kind of playing against her. Um, and it's, it's nice to finally be on her team because – playing against her was definitely hard um uh so so definitely having uh her abilities on your team is is very very good (laughs) now the final teammate i want to ask you about is your sister sarah nellis uh what's it like to be your teammate in college and talk about what it's like to play with a sibling in college as well yeah um having her on uh on the team is is awesome it's everything that i've always wanted i guess we're two years apart so we've never actually played on an actual team together um so it's it's been amazing just even to go to lunch with her here um just to have her here at university let alone seeing her every day at the rink and training with her and going out for extra ice and just kind of messing around uh is is really incredible and I'm I'm really grateful for it um she's obviously awesome and she's uh my best friend so I'm I'm really glad she's here and that we're here together yeah and um how has she helped your transition into college hockey and has it been easier having her in Mercyhurst with you to help you through that transition especially this year with the whole pandemic going around yeah well not being able to go home is hard at some times I guess not being able to see family but um she's obviously a huge part of my family um so having her here is definitely um makes it a lot easier um I guess with missing home so so yeah she's she's awesome and and it's it's definitely nice to to hang out with her uh here so it's good now is there any sibling rivalry that you guys have during the season or was there any sibling rivalry you guys had um before when you like were kids and stuff because being a sibling myself being the younger sibling myself as well you definitely have to experience that at some point yeah definitely growing up I I always you know wanted to do what she was doing or maybe do it better or you know we we definitely do have a competitive edge but I have to admit like I want the best for her she wants the best for me so and and we're totally 
we're totally different you know hockey players and different people so um it's i think it's a perfect mix um with you know wanting what's best and also you know wanting to beat her in a two-on-two drill uh we definitely push each other um but but yeah in at the end of the day we're we're always there for each other which is i think great i think it's perfect yeah so we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first one is what music do you like to listen to before a game or just on a general basis? Um, before a game, I kind of listen to everything, just kind of whatever gets me pumped up, I guess. Um, but just kind of when I'm hanging around probably country right now. Nice. What's your, who's your go-to artist? Um, uh, Maybe Eric Church, Morgan Wallen, Sarah kind of got me hooked on both those guys. So, um, yeah, they're, they're great. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, I don't really know, honestly. I, I don't know if I have, like, an obvious one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's probably bad drivers because especially here where I'm from, there's a, sometimes there's a lot of them and it can get pretty frustrating, especially since um, you, when you need to go someplace and there's just a bad driver, it just really bothers me. So that's probably mine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that does make sense. Now, what is your favorite outdoor activity, especially since the weather's getting nicer? Um, I probably rollerblading. Um, I, I love it in the summer because you can, you know, get better at, the thing that you want to get better at, but also it's, it's so much fun to do, uh, whether that's with friends or just by yourself too. So now was last summer the first time you rollerbladed or did you rollerblade before that? Um, I had some, I, I don't know. I had some rollerblades when I was like little, little, but I don't think I even used a hockey stick with them. I just pretty much skated and then crashed. So, um, these are definitely, um, uh, to, to help with, training in the summer and and I I love them they're they're awesome now if you could have lunch with anyone in the world who would it be and why um probably Michael Jordan um I'm not really sure why I just he's so inspiring to me I guess um and I think he would just be incredible to you know to listen to and get some insight on on uh, his competitive mind I guess yeah, no, I see the logo in your room. Are you, are you a big uh, basketball fan? Uh, yeah, I, I like watching basketball, but there's just, I don't know, something about Michael Jordan that I, I just find is, is really, I guess, inspiring and motivational. So I, I like to, I guess, look to him for motivation sometimes. Mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. Did you get the chance to watch the Last Dance documentary last year? I did, yeah. That was that was so awesome to watch, um, just I guess a little bit of insight on his life and Chicago, like the Chicago Bulls was, was really fun to, to sit down and, and watch. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool also to see the behind the scenes of the basketball team, especially in the nineties, because you normally don't get that for older basketball teams. So I thought that was really interesting. And I also love, there was one point during the documentary where he was talking about being, being trying to be a good teammate and how he really pushed his teammates to be as successful as they can be. And he said, sometimes people might look at it in a bad way, but he never saw it that way. And I really thought that was the most interesting part of the documentary. Yeah, there was, there was a whole, like a whole bunch of interesting parts, but that was definitely one of them for sure. Yeah. The, the behind the scenes footage of that whole documentary was like just insane. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they even do that for teens right now, let alone uh, uh, years ago. So it, it was really cool. I loved it. Yeah. 
and the quality of the footage was still pretty good too, especially mm-hmm. since it was filmed in the 90s. That was the, another surprising part of the, about the doc as well. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I loved it. It was good. Now, I want to ask you about some of your teammates. Uh, first one is, uh, who is the funniest on the team? Um, probably my roommate, Mary. <laughs> um, maybe Paige, uh, my, my other friend as well. Um, yeah, we, we've got some, some funny characters on our team for sure. <laughs> now, besides yourself, who has the best style on the team? Oh, um, uh, probably Jordan Mortlock or... Uh, Lillian Perot, they're they're both pretty, pretty stylish. Yeah. Now, final non-hockey question to you is: What is your favorite app? Hmm. Um. Pro- uh, probably Instagram, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, probably Instagram. Now back to some hockey questions. Now, my first one is: What should be done to help grow women's hockey, in your opinion? Um, I think just keep bringing attention to it, keep supporting it. I think eventually, um, I know a lot of people are are advocating for this, is is having one professional league. I think that's really important to keep striving towards. And I think also just kind of keep paying it forward. Like this generation of female hockey players is doing a great job with advocating for female hockey, um, you know, for younger generations. And I think every female hockey player just needs to keep doing the same thing. Just keep fighting for, you know, yourself, but also players that are, you know, who deserve more than maybe what we're getting right now. But I, I think it's honestly headed in a really positive direction. So I, I think it's, it's getting better. Now, how have you personally tried to help the younger generation grow women's hockey? Yeah. Um, I just, I think just supporting the people that are doing the most right now um, is really important. Um, and, and also just, again, just kind of paying it forward, just trying to make sure that, um, younger generations are, are, you will have a better situation than, than we do. And, and again, I, I think, I think it is getting better, but, um, obviously we've still got a ways to go, but I think just keep supporting, um, people who are making the most impact right now. Now, what advice would you give younger players trying to make D1 college hockey? Um, I think just love the game that you play and just keep working hard and keep believing in yourself because, um, I think that's the most important thing is just believe in yourself and what you can do. Um, and pretty much just don't, don't stop where you think you can just keep going, uh, keep pushing past obstacles and boundaries. Um, yeah, I I think there's, there's a lot to it, (laughs) obviously, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's important to believe in yourself. Now, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give to any of your teammates, friends, or family members? Um, yeah, my my whole team this year has been fantastic. So shout out to them. And my family is the best. They're they're my biggest supporters ever. I wouldn't be anywhere without them. So um yeah, shout out to them as well. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Grace. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure getting the chance to meet and talk with you today. Stay safe and good luck uh, for the rest of your school season. And you're one of the most underappreciated players, in my opinion, in the CHA. So hopefully this podcast gives you some more appreciation in the college hockey world. And I really admire your game a lot. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on as well. It was awesome to talk to you. 
I just wanted to say thank you so much to Grace for coming on the podcast. It really means a lot to me, and I just can't say thank you enough. So thank you so much, Grace, for coming on. It really means a lot to me, and I wish Grace nothing but the best uh, for her next few years at Mercyhurst. I know she's going to do great things for that school and for that program. Thank you all for listening to this episode. It means a lot to me, and I'll see you guys next week with another great podcast. However, until then, take care and have a great day. Bye. Cause when I hear your voice my walls come